I love this headline in Rolling Stone on their website. What the hell is going on, Aunt Becky? That's right. Why did Lori Laughlin and her husband plead not guilty? This, of course, to do with the college admission scandal in the U.S., also known as Operation Varsity Blues. And it has been full of a lot of twists and turns. And in this latest development, the former Full House star Lori Laughlin and her designer husband have, yes, indeed, pled not guilty to charges of mail fraud and money laundering and have waived the right to appear before a judge in Boston for arraignment, that according to court documents that were filed yesterday. For the very latest on this case and a couple other legal matters, let's welcome in lawyer Joseph Newberger. He joins us on Global News Radio 640 Toronto. Mr. Newberger, good afternoon, sir. How are you? I'm wonderful. How are you? I am good, thanks. Uh, how surprising is this that Aunt Becky, uh, Lori Laughlin, has uh, pled not guilty? Uh, you know, in the United States, nothing surprises me. But, um, you know, it's all part of a long process. So some people may choose earlier on to try and start negotiating. But usually on the initial arraignment, a not guilty verdict is not abnormal at all. And the fact that I'm, I'm reading there is a further indictments with additional charges laid is not that unusual. I think what it is, is um, she and her husband will have to work through the process. And once they start to come to terms with the reality of the situation, and in the United States, the sentencing guidelines for these things are incredibly crushing. And so uh, they may come to the realization that it's not worth fighting this out and losing and getting a very significant sentence, and they're far better off to try and negotiate a resolution. Yeah, well, we've discussed this over the last uh, few weeks, and of course, uh, her fellow uh, actor, Felicity Huffman, agreed to plead guilty to uh, similar charges. And then, as you mentioned, uh, Joe, a few other uh, charges were added on to uh, Lori Laughlin and her husband. But their legal counsel is saying that this does not mean that uh, they're going to fight it and uh, go to trial, and that uh, it doesn't mean that plea discussions are uh, stopped or or ceased. So is this part of a, a bigger legal strategy, and is it the right one? It, it, it is. And, you know, in the United States, I, again, these things happen where additional indictments are laid, and that may be a pressure tactic by the prosecution. But the reality is the defense has to deal with their clients and their perspective, and you have to move it along in a pattern and a behavior so that everybody's understanding the steps and what needs to be done. And so it's a bit of a, it, you know, here it's a back and forth. It's a tactic. There's going to be negotiations. Um, In a situation like this, one might expect early on there would be greater efforts at resolving for as minimal sentences as possible for the least uh, charges you could face. That hasn't happened. And from what other aspects I'm reading is there seems to be a bit of an outwardly defiance about it, which is not something that enamors uh, her to the prosecution or to a potential judge who's going to deal with it because they ultimately want to see that these people have come to terms with accepting responsibility and see some remorse. So, you know, this may be a bit harmful to them rather than trying to make it a speedy resolution. Yeah, I'm just wondering what your experience as a lawyer and dealing with clients tells you about maybe what's uh, going on here. Because and we discussed this on the show back on Friday and took some calls because there were reports that uh, Lori Laughlin has not come to terms with this and that uh, she feels as if she didn't do anything that any other mother would do. And uh, I'm wondering whether or not these additional charges and as they go through the process, if you've seen this with clients before, somebody, uh, Lori Laughlin apparently feels like she may have broke some rules, but not the law, that it just takes a little longer for some for kind of reality to set in? Absolutely. I mean, you know, when you have somebody who's not a habitual criminal, so they're first time charged and 
and it's something like this, they're going to, they can very well be in a state of denial. And, and she does have a public persona. You know, she may feel to a certain extent, how can this happen to me? And so it does take time for reality to set in and you need to work with the client. So it's a bit different here in Canada. There's nothing wrong with entering. You don't enter a plea at the beginning anyways, and you get all the disclosure from the prosecution and you review it with the clients. And it takes months to, you know, bring the person along as to where you need to do, whether you need to go to trial or not to trial. In the United States, I do have to emphasize again, because the sentencing is so crushing in the United States and they can load on these indictments and then try and get, you know, double digit sentences for something which you would never get in Canada. I mean, there is the pressure to do this more upfront, but it's very common. There's a psychological aspect to this. We're not only criminal lawyers, but to some extent, we're giving therapy and psychological assistance because they have to come to terms with reality. All right. On another matter, uh, last week, a Kim Kardashian, obviously another big American celebrity. I'm sure you've heard of her. Uh, she dropped a, a bit of a bombshell in vogue, uh, Joseph, when she revealed that uh, she's currently studying to become a criminal lawyer which has been met with some predictable snickers in some corners. But uh, can Kim Kardashian, I mean, how does it work uh, there in the U.S.? Can you become a criminal lawyer without really going to law school or going through law school? Well, each state has their own um, sort of route to becoming uh, a lawyer. And so California, I think, is unique because, A, you can go to a law school and then, you know, write your bar exams like the normal process. But there's also apprenticeships available where you will you know, go on these four-year programs where you're still studying the law and writing various exams through the local law society in order to, uh, to be admitted to the bar. And so it's still a long process with a fair amount of education. It's not nearly as robust as going to a law school you know, every day and then doing your work, but it certainly is a route available and you don't have to have a degree prior to getting your admission to the bar. Yeah. What about her previous experience? Because uh, it seems to me from the outside looking in that uh, Kim Kardashian uh, has got uh, a bit of a passion when it comes to the law. She says that she just feels like she wants to fight for people who have paid their dues to society. Uh, so she recently got one prisoner uh, released uh, when uh, she pled their case uh, to the president. Yeah, no, she she was actually very successful. And it was a, it was a bit of a heartbreaking situation because, again, I have to repeat Federal sentences in the United States are sometimes quite crazy for, you know, a marijuana conviction for trafficking. So, you know, she had quite good success in getting uh, it noticed, getting it to uh, the president and having the sentence commuted. And so she may very well have this passion. And any individual who wants to pursue their passion should have a right to do it, regardless of their status as a celebrity or a sports uh, athlete or, you know, just a regular person just trying to make a living. If you have a passion, go for it. If she can do it, all the more power to her. And to that note, I just wanted to mention she addressed some of the uh, haters online in an Instagram post yesterday. She says, I've seen some comments from people who are saying it's my privilege or my money that got me here. One person actually said I should stay in my lane. But I want people to understand that there's nothing that should limit your pursuit of your dreams and the accomplishment of new goals. You can create your own lanes just as I am, and the state bar, Joseph, doesn't care who you are. Yeah, good for her. I mean, look, the reality is if you want to pursue your dreams, you should be able to do it. And it's not a simple process that she's going through. It is not easy to read law, especially when you're not in law school. It's very, very difficult when you don't have the benefit of lectures and professors who are there who, to, who can help you with it, and you're, you know, you're not in the same milieu. So it's going to be hours and hours and hours of reading and, and writing and, and doing tests for her, which will be very difficult. But 
Um, those who want to talk about privilege, I mean, the reality is the United States, you want to go to Harvard, you need the money to go to Harvard or be absolutely brilliant to get the scholarship. So, you know, there's all sorts of class uh, issues uh, when it comes to admission to Ivy League or high-end law school. So, you know, I don't think this is a situation where she's going to buy herself into the bar. She's going to have to work hard to get there. And if she's pursuing a dream, good for her. Just love that uh, response for sure. Uh, Joseph, thanks uh, for the time as always. Appreciate it. We'll talk soon. My pleasure. Take care. There goes Joseph Newberger, criminal defense lawyer with Newberger and Partners, Global News Radio, 640 Toronto.